five, four, three, two, one. Good morning. I took Sharon to the airport this morning. I didn't want to be in front of the cross wall because that's where I sit with Sharon. And she's not here right now. So I'm here. Now I'm actually on the kitchen table or dining room table. Um, it's pretty cool because I was testing out how to do a live Zoom. And I learned how. Uh, I thank my brother Angel. Uh, I noticed he's been doing that. Because most people, um, they do Zooms, they record them. And then they upload them later. <clears throat> and uh, thought it'd be interesting to do a live Zoom, you know. Uh, there's a couple of reasons why is um, I, I might want to, I want to talk to Sharon about it, but I, I was thinking of doing a weekly interview with somebody of their testimony. Um, just to kind of, you know, we got the devotionals going. Uh, we have Wednesday Bible study. We have Sunday morning service. I don't know. And I don't even know if it'd be a scheduled thing, a weekly thing, or maybe just a sporadic thing of having testimony because there's a lot so many wonderful testimonies amazing testimonies amazing things that god has done um and the why zoom because going to phoenix i realize you know there's amazing things that people need to hear and by doing a zoom it allows me to speak with anybody like you know sister naomi you are in europe that would be cool for, for my wife Sharon to do an interview with you just to talk about how what's it like being a Christian in Europe you know that's that's cool um, <clears throat> just you know with, with it's just endless you know and uh, it'll be fun you know so anyways I was testing that out right now and um, I didn't want to move over to the cross wall I just figured I'll just do it here it's getting a little bit late um, I did want to share scripture with you guys um an interesting scripture it's one that i have sort of quoted because when i quote it i'm not quoting it like verbatim word for word but basically it's something in the book of jeremiah man my nose itches <clears throat> and uh it's in the book of jeremiah and i thought we'd just dive right into it guys um and uh so Anyways, here it is uh, in Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5. It's just going to be in the New King James. I, I guess I should have grabbed my message Bible, but uh, I don't want to get up because then I leave the camera. But anyways, it says this, and this is interesting. Uh, the Lord answers Jeremiah, and he says, If you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? Wow. If you have run with the footmen, and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? You know, I've used that verse in many different ways in, in different scenarios, but basically, the Lord is rebuking him. Why? Why is he rebuking him? Uh, because some things that Jeremiah was kind of complaining about, he was complaining to the Lord about something, 
uh, actually the verses before that, and we might we might read those too, but I want to talk about this verse. And, and I've always liked it. This is actually a verse I said to many men um, before we got out of prison. And I, I remember a lot of people, they would struggle. They would struggle um, serving God. They would struggle. And I'm just like, dude, you're in prison. There's no women. There's no materialistic things. There, the The... The things that make a man stray from God were isolated from all of these things and you're struggling now. How do you think it's going to be when you walk out of this gate? And I used to tell them, if you can't even run now, how are you going to run with the horses out there? I used to say that all the time, you know, um, I can even ask Brother Johnny, Brother Johnny in the comments, brother, do you remember saying this or you quoting this or me quoting this? If you have run with the footman and that tires you, you know, and so <clears throat> how do I make it relevant now is this, is we live in a free country where we can serve God freely, wear Christian shirts, buy Bibles, go to Bible bookstores, uh, go on the internet and see Christian stuff, Christian videos, Christian YouTube, Christian Facebook pages, uh, websites, Christian websites. You drive around town, you see churches uh, with crosses on the top. Um, it's endless, right? And there's people that are struggling to serve God now. And it's like, you're struggling now, and there's not even any persecution. So in other words, if you're struggling now in your walk, how are you going to run with the horses? How are you going to handle persecution? That's a serious thing to think about. If it's hard now, how are you going to handle it then? You know, and that's just being real, man. That's just being real. And, and this is something we really got to think about. You really got to weigh the options on this thing, you know. Um, so now I'm going to tell you what he was saying to make God say that. <clears throat> and it's interesting because there's actually a complaint. And a lot of times we complain to God and we're expecting God to be like, oh, pobrecito, come here. And he's like, God's like, man, what are you doing, man? Straighten up your backbone. You know, and so look at what Jeremiah says. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to chapter, same chapter, chapter 12. We were reading uh, Jeremiah 12, 5, but I'm going to back up to one. Chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Righteous are you, O Lord, when I plead with you. He's trying to butter, butter God up. He's like, God, before I complain, oh, you're so righteous. Righteous are you, Lord, when I plead with you. In other words, he's like, yeah, I'm about to complain and be a big baby to you, Lord. He says, yet, let me talk with you about your judgments. Oh man. That's like going to your boss or the CEO of your company that you probably never see, never nevertheless stepped into his office. And can you imagine just going into his office and be like, "Hey, um, the new policy you implemented, I need to talk to you about it." That's what that's what Jeremiah's saying. Um, let me talk with you about your judgments. So Jeremiah starts off kind of buttering God up, but 
Then he wants to question God. I'm sorry, guys, it's getting a little late. <clears throat> and then he says, why is, and then here's the question. He finally says it. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why does it seem like everybody that's living a sinful life, why does it seem like they're the ones that got a house? Why does it seem that they're the ones that have a car that don't break down? Why, why is it that they find a wife or a husband so easily? Why, why this? Why that? Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why are they so happy? Why are those happy who deal so treacherously? They're so rude. They're so mean. They're so conniving. They're so manipulative. Why do they have it so good? This is what Jeremiah is saying. And then he goes, you have planted them. Yes, and they've taken root. Lord, you gave them that house. You gave them that job. You gave them that big old church. You gave them that nice car. You gave them that handsome man. You gave them that beautiful woman. Like seriously, like they're not even serving God with everything. They don't even serve God at all. They serve God with their mouth, but not with their heart. I'm over here serving you. I got nothing. All the wicked people are the ones getting ahead in life. That's what Jeremiah is saying. He was, you planted them. Yes, they've taken root. They grow. They even bear fruit. Seriously, God? I preach my heart out and that person buys sermons on the internet and his, he has a mega church now. I'm not saying I think like that. I'm just making scenarios up. He was, they even grow. They even bear fruit. He, and then he says, you are near in their mouth. They're always talking about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They're always talking about you, Lord. He says, but they're far from their mind. But you are far from their mind. They're always talking about you, God. But their mind is somewhere else. But you plant them and you bless them and you have them take root and you even give them fruit. He says, and then he goes in this. He turns it around. It's funny because a lot of times when we want to make ourselves look good, we first look at somebody we consider bad. It's funny because in, in jail they would do that. Oh man, I'm not. I don't hang around those dudes. Those are gang members, man. I just, I just have some DUIs. And then you talk to the gang members, and they're like, "Oh man, you know, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I gangbang a little bit, but man, that that guy, he's a murderer." And then you go to the murderer and he's like, oh man, I mean, I just murdered somebody, but that guy's a rapist. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on, you know, and he's just like, so he turns it around. He's like, after he paints a picture of everybody else, how everybody else has it good and he don't, he goes, oh, but you, oh Lord, you know me, you've seen me and you've tested my heart towards you. God, you know how I serve you. You know how much I tithe. You know how much I give offering. You know all the people that I fed, all these homeless people. I've given blankets. I've given jackets. And, you know, you, you have this huge list of the things that you tell God. Because you paint a bad picture in everybody else, but then you paint a good picture about yourself to God. And you even go, he even goes, God, you've tested my heart because you, you know the hearts of men. And he says, uh, yeah, those people, 
He says, pull them out like sheep for the slaughter. God, do away with them. Destroy them. He goes, and prepare them for the day of slaughter. How long will the land mourn and the herbs of every field wither? The beasts and birds are consumed for the wickedness of those who dwell there because they said he will not see our final end. So after all that complaint and kind of self-reflecting about how great he is and compared to them, and he's like, God, why don't you just destroy them like, like, like a slaughter? And Jesus, I mean, Jesus, God, instead of addressing his complaint, instead of addressing him kind of making himself look good, he asked a question. And that's the question we started with. He's like, uh, Jeremiah, um, if you've run with the footman and you're already tired, how do you think you're going to run with the horses? If you're complaining about this little stuff, how are you going to deal with it when it gets worse? That's what he's saying. How are you going to deal with it when it gets worse, man? What's it going to be like when you could buy this anywhere? I go into truck stops and see Bibles. I could go to the Dollar Tree and buy a Bible. What are you going to do when it's illegal to even have one? If you can't even read it now. What are you going to do when every cross on a church is tore down like it is in the Middle East? What are you going to do when every Christian channel you know on Facebook is shut down because they're preaching hate and no tolerance? What are you going to do when churches are shut down? Bible studies are shut down. Prayer meetings are shut down. Everybody that was on Facebook that quoted scripture said anything about Jesus all of a sudden gets deactivated. Because if you can't run now and you get tired now, how are you going to run with the horses? That's what I'm talking about, guys. <sighs> Someday, maybe soon, maybe decades from now this very video will be banned my whole channel will be banned multiple others will be banned people wearing a Christian t-shirt will have people hate you and jump you and want to kill you have uh, you you'll be arrested if you can't run now and you get tired how are you gonna run with the horses Man, it's a serious thing, you know. And something, some of you might be thinking like, man, will that ever happen? It's happening now in other countries. It's happening now. There are pastors, there were pastors. I, I, I pray that many of them, Bibles got smuggled in. I heard uh, like a decade ago, maybe 15 years ago in China, there's a pastor that had literally one page of the book of John. One page. Like somehow he got a page of one book. And he would preach on that one page over and over and over and over. And the Lord kept giving him new sermons. And then he would read it and read this portion and preach on it. And the next portion, he'd run out 
and the backside and and then he will start all over again. It's already happening. There are countries that it's illegal to have a Bible. There are countries, do you know there's a there's countries that tolerate Christianity but you cannot convert anyone. If they were they're kind of like grandfathered in, if they were Christians before the communist party, okay, you can stay a Christian. But if you dare share this Christianity and make somebody that wasn't a Christian talk them into being a Christian, you will be arrested and persecuted. That is happening right now in other countries. So don't think it's too far away. I'm just speaking truth, man. Because if being a Christian now makes you tired, how are you going to run with the horses? It's a serious thing. It's a serious verse. It doesn't need a 40-minute video. It is what it is. You know, and I just wanted to share that with you. And, and really think about that. You know, and, and I don't say this to rebuke. I say this to bring conviction. To make you look in the mirror. To say, am I, really, am I really doing everything I can for the Lord? Am I really separating myself to be holy for the Lord? Am I really operating in His strength? Because when I operate in mine, I can't run with the runners. And for sure I can't run with the horses. That's why we do everything through Christ. We do everything through Him. Because it's His strength that we can stay strong. It's His strength that we can stay straight. It's His strength that we can have the boldness to reach others. It's His strength. <clears throat> so many other countries are jealous of America. We can... You can get a, a, a Bible on your phone within seconds right now. Many of us have a Bible somewhere in our house with a coat of dust on it. Yet, a Chinese pastor has one page of the Bible and preaches over and over the same verses. That's a shame, guys. You know, and um, so I just wanted to give you something to think about. Um, I'll be uh, meeting up with Sharon soon. I'll be driving out to Los Angeles and then the wedding is Saturday. You know, she's really excited. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for her. You know, it's it's her oldest son's wedding, you know, and, and that's a beautiful thing. You know, and so... Sorry, guys. Uh, I just want to do a little devotional, share something with you guys. And I pray that um, it blesses you. And um, that's pretty much it, guys. So thank you so much. Hopefully you got edified by this. And um, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll probably do a devotional with Sharon. It'll probably be a short one, to be honest with you, because um, it's going to be a little busy tomorrow or today for you guys. So uh, remember, 7 o'clock Bible study uh, every single Wednesday. And um, that's pretty much it, guys. So God bless. Good night.